0: See, very punctual, by the way 1.30 on the nose
1: I thought we could come anytime after 130.
0: one thirty. 1.30 to 2 Steve saw Yeah, I, two.
1: Was, um, busy. I was I uh, was helping to make a bunch of uh, so, know, I I like, Right after this morning. So,
2: so If you want to,
3: so you can Is it still uh, Will there be a lot of children there?
0: Yes <laughs> Oh, yeah. Is it still uh, pa- uh, eight days? Hanukkah. Thank you. Hanukkah. Yes. You think Wait. with a name like Murray. <laughs> <laughs> Is it still
4: eight days? <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I don't know. Why. I'm sorry. That just made me so happy. <laughs> love the descri- uh Dreidel. I don't know. Eight what days, am I? What's uh, the, the, the oil. It the lasted noses,
0: eight days. That's very so. nice noses, of you, yeah. I, Thank
1: you for your patronizing,
0: comments. <laughs> <darling. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> I just rocked my world. I, I know. love it. I, uh, I
3: grew Professional up in a white
0: person. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: did we start yet or no? Is this all fodder or, or do you make it do an intro and then we go into the stuff?
0: Thanks for tuning into road stories. You guys, thanks for catching us on the internet. I am your host, Murray Valeriano. Oh, we'll get that in there, Kathy. I like that.
1: Okay. <laughs> I am fine with that.
0: Are you sure? We can go. Yeah. Back. We'll get the whole, uh. Look at the whole Hanukkah story. No, I don't care. It's great. To sort of talk
4: about the anxiety of being a comic, that you never know when you've started. You don't know if you're currently being. Recorded. Actually, well, when I get on stage, I don't even. That's know what when I'm I'd saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is this? Are we watching a? Am I? Sh- uh, okay. Does <laughs> this light and microphone mean anything? <laughs> and you guys staring at me
1: antagonistically.
3: <laughs> I guess uh, this
1: means it's a comedy show. <laughs> 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 I feel the antagonism.
0: Thanks for finding us on the internet once again. Uh, coming to you from a overcast, kind of cool day today, man. Everybody's got the jackets on. I'm going to be cold in here today. Are
1: you cold? Yeah. I'm a little cold. I would be. Cold. Cold if I were I'm
0: just a in cold. a shirt. Yeah. Yeah. I should probably get a jacket in here somewhere. But uh, thanks uh, for all the new listeners who, uh, who have hit me on Facebook. Uh, I really appreciate you guys listening and congratulations on the t shirt winners. Maybe we'll do another giveaway today. Uh, you guys will leave with a t shirt
3: if you would like. <gasps> wow. Mind what does on. the t shirt say? Road Stories Podcast.
1: Wow, that, that's a curveball.
3: This is great because I was short one Christmas gift. Ah, perfect. <laughs> and now you've saved me a trip who's, to bowling. Who's going to be the lucky recipient? Oh, probably you.
4: I didn't even know I made the list. Why I'm don't we so just pass honored. it clockwise around
1: the
0: table? Oh, and the, thank you, Steve. They make a wonderful Christmas present,
3: those Road Stories t-shirts. You can give it to a club owner. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, joining me today, three very funny comedians. Uh, uh, one I stalked, and one I know, and one I kind of know. Let's, let's go around, shall we? Um, I don't even know which one I am. <laughs> I think
4: we're all the stalked one. I think.
0: <laughs> the very funny Kathy Ladman joins me on, on on microphone left. Hello, everybody. How are you doing today?
1: I'm fine with Steve. Why are you touching my phone?
0: Oh, you might want to take that phone off the table.
1: Oh, because oh, of the buzz? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was using it for... Um, oh, it's my my daughter's school calling. It's not, it's not important. It's one of those robo calls, you know, where the principal gets on and tells you stuff that's going on. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I didn't know that. They do that. It's horribly annoying. Um, I I don't want to talk about it right now, but, you know, she really has, she's kind of,
4: how old is your daughter?
1: Oh, she's nine. She's nine. Yeah. And, you know, the principal calls every now and then. No, occasionally it's either the principal or the president of the PTA and the president of the PTA is a great guy. He's a really fun, mm-hmm. sweet guy. And the he's princ-
3: been cleared of all the charges. <laughs> yes.
1: Um, and um, the principal is new this year. Nude? She was new. Oh. She was the vice. No, we used to call it vice principal when we were in when I was growing up. Yeah. and But now it's called assistant principal. Oh, really? She, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, she was the assistant principal last year, and now she's the principal. And she's nice, but she. Has re- real? She's got no stage presence or microphone <laughs> presence or anything like that. You know, she, she, and so, you know, it's just like kind of hard to get through. And I actually emailed one of the moms, whom I kind of know marginally, but I had a feeling she'd appreciate it, and um, she. Um, I said, we either have to get her acting lessons or therapy because <laughs> something's wrong.
3: You know, it'll just be like, she'll hear this podcast and Maylon will be after school I for, know, for the next I know. three years.
1: You know, it's, you know, there's no way that you can't insult somebody these days. I swear to God, it's really, you know...
0: I know. I appear to insult everyone.
1: Well, yes, but you really do insult people.
0: (laughs) That's great. Coming up next on PTA uh, Stories Podcast, Uh we have... (laughs) (laughs) Sitting next to Kathy, a very funny guy who I kind of emailed out of the blue. Oh, off of of Kathy. Uh, His book, It's So Hard to Type with a Gun in My Mouth, is available... Bookstores. Is it available on Kindle? Kindle,
3: Nook. Nook, Amazon. Amazon, I- mm. iPad. And
1: Lulu.com. Lulu.com. i Lulu. L U L U. L U L U. That, that right. kind of Lulu, like Little Lulu. I'll
3: come, I'll <laughs> deliver it to your house. <laughs> Steve, Steve.
0: <laughs> uh, Steve Bluestein joins us today. Am I saying that right, Steve? Yes, you are. you
3: one of the only ones who do, does. Oh, well, I
0: heard you correct me earlier. <laughs> <Thank you>. uh, <laughs> Steve- I didn't think you noticed. <laughs> Steve has, and I'm not lying to you, and this could come off be sarcastic or facetious, but I'm am I swear to God, this is my favorite credit ever. Go ahead. Alan Thick's Thick of the Night. Yes. I when I was a kid. I remember that when I was a kid. No offense. Uh, <laughs> I I love. He was so funny. That show was so funny. He had a short lived.
3: I thick.
4: don't even know what you're talking about.
3: That's Alan, we'll burp that you is after this. Really, <laughs>
4: a young child, baby. Yeah. Um. We will burp wait. So you. Alan, Thicks what is the what? What was the show?
3: It was called in the thick of the night. It was a talk show.
1: It wasn't in the thick of the night. It was just thick of the think night. It was right. Night.
3: Yeah. 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 And because his name's Thick, yeah, yeah, Cameron. right, got that, okay. got that. Right. I'm
4: I'm and not it, too young to understand and puns. It came on at night. Right? Okay, okay,
0: yeah. I, I, I only remember like I, I, that's the first time I saw the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, and I saw a guy who could stand on his head and drink a beer. Wow, that's the only thing I remember from that and show. Me. I was and Steve, of course, I remember Steve. This is what I just learned about weirdness. Alan Thick, he wrote the theme to Facts of Life.
4: I didn't. Wow. know. That. his it son is? is a very talented, yeah, yeah. and and Robin overtly sexual musician, oh, which I think really? is also kind of great. Yeah, he's like a he's like an R and B singer with like a real low voice. All of his songs are about like baby, we're gonna make some sweet love. I just <laughs> kind are? of like Barry white it's kind of stuff. Ob- it is. It's like the opposite of what you assume he would have come out of that house with.
3: Yeah, it's yeah, Barry, you know. Barry White, but two octaves higher.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well,
3: right. if you ever heard the "Facts of Life" theme and song, very sexual, <laughs> very <laughs> sexual. The facts, the "Facts of, of Life."
0: Of life. You know, you take the good. Well, you take the good. I used
3: to babysit for um, uh, Kim Fields. Isn't wasn't she on the "Facts of Life"? Tootie, Tootie. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Oh. Yeah. She, H- um, how did that what? happen? She lived in my building. And her and her, her apartment and my apartment faced each other. And her her, her mother is Kim uh, Chip Fields. She was an actress, and she would go out and call and she'd say, "Can you watch the baby?" And I go, "Sure." Wow, oh, that's great. Yeah, Steve, very good with kids. My
0: son Frank was loved him today <laughs> because he got here on time. People, yeah, um, sorry. <laughs> and joining us on third mic, uh, earphones right, uh, comic I just met doing a show here in town not too long ago from Chicago. Cameron Esposito joins us. That's Thank right. you so much for coming, Cameron, who Thank I you. name-checked on the last uh, episode of podcasts. Uh, uh, I wanted you, but it was, I, it was too late, so I called Prashanth. Yeah, like, uh, what
4: a, I hope that was okay. I mean, because obviously he's less good. <laughs> than, than me at talking into microphones, I'm sure. Yeah, no, was, we're like, friends.
0: Okay, good. And a very funny man, I'm sure. Was he amazing? Oh, Prashant's awesome. We worked together at the Bridgetown Comedy Festival earlier this year.
4: Oh, Prashant's the, is great.
0: The, the, Prashant is, is uh, Indian. and uh, Is that his whole name? No, his... Uh, can you say his it?
4: His last name is Venkajamana. Venk, Venk, <laughs> It's seriously that. It's it's intense. seriously six symbols. Uh, Ven- S- uh,
3: sorry, symbols. He has twenty
4: four letters in his name. That's yeah. a joke he makes on stage. Just one less wow. than the entire alphabet.
3: Wow. <laughs>
4: and I think
3: Nadam. I have a hard time myself. going Steen and Stein. Right. Yeah. You're uh, yelling no, at me for Steen it's and Stein. It's pretty
4: serious. He's it got, is. He's got one of the. But that's that just means that he has to definitely make it. Yeah. So people. Do you know think how if you're in India
1: name. and you say your name to somebody that they still say? what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't ima- I cannot even no, imagine no, a society think, that doesn't say what
3: they think, to that.
0: Oh no, my cousin has the same name. Right. <laughs> Here it is. I had to write it down. Prashant Venkatera Menajuam. Wow. Oh, it just
3: flows trippingly yes. off the tongue.
0: But the best thing is we we got to talking about all the uh, racial uh, slurs he gets on stage. Oh. And, oh uh, God. And so I ended up, the title of the episode, and you guys can go back and listen to it, is... Uh, um Ching Chong, Ching Chong and Bud Bud Ding Ding because uh somebody was yelling out uh Asian uh slurs at another comic and they were yelling out Bud Bud Ding Ding to uh, uh. the Prashant, which is apparently uh, uh an Indian an Indian slur. That's what so I named the title that and then I was was, was telling my wife what the title of the of the show is my kid started laughing and now my kid loves when I go bud bud ding ding
2: (laughs) get him started on the racial humor really young
0: starting a racial kid oh that's so funny He's crying I just go bud bud ding ding and then he smiles (laughs) <laughs> They're starting the racism off early. In a, in a, in <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. When did you get out of here from Chicago? We used to, Four say, months ago. Oh, really? Wow. Oh, so you're new. Four, out of wow. And you found yeah. your way
4: here. That's amazing. I'm doing a great job. Do you need an apartment? A lot apartment? of Google Maps. <laughs> uh, do you have an apartment? It's beautiful. Why? Was I going to move in with you? No. Were we going to sh- Were we going to be in like a buddy cop drama? Yeah, there you go. No.
1: <laughs> no. I'm, I'm, and you, and you, so you found a place in Los Feliz? Did you know you wanted to live in Los Feliz? Well,
4: when I first moved... Uh, my girlfriend and I, we sublet a place in uh, where the heck were we? Even Echo Park, like way up in the hills, which was a terrible yeah. arrival point. Amazing. Yeah, what was the what was the eye contact about? We'll he's tell just, you later. He's just amazing.
0: We'll tell, w- yeah. we'll, tell tell we'll tell you later. We'll tell you later. You can tell us now. Yeah. No, no. Oh, no, now no. my
1: mom's calling. Oh, oh Jesus! And so, look, see, now you see what my screen says. It says "Mom" or "May Ladman," and I'll answer the phone and I'll say "Hi, Mom," and she'll say, "How did you know?" <laughs> Every
2: fucking time.
1: Do you uh, ever? Do you ever tell her? She's got short-term memory loss. I tell her. I tell her. I say, "Mom," because your number is programmed in my phone, and it comes up on my screen. <gasps>
4: Isn't that something? Yeah. (laughs) My mom was rocking my world earlier this week. That IKEA monkey thing that happened. Do you know what I'm talking about? There was a monkey in Canada or something. It escaped from the car. It was like a a home. It was a domesticated pet and shouldn't have been. It was an illegal monkey that was wearing a jacket that escaped into an IKEA. I saw this. (laughs) And and it was all over Twitter. And my mom was like, How about my mom's not even on Twitter? I don't even. Whatever's happening with Brenda Esposito is rocking right now because she texted me. Nailing it, all right, out of the gate. Uh, like, what's going on with this hilarious IKEA monkey on Twitter? And I just, I was so How proud does she of her. How do you find out something on Twitter? I don't that's know. Not- I she's. Doing a great job is my. I, I don't know how she's. I don't know what her access point is, but I'm happy.
0: I for miss. Her. I miss the monkey in IKEA. Me too. I yeah.
4: I saw oh, it on a call
0: report. Yeah, you have thing. to look
4: up a picture. I mean, it's very sad because so
0: a it's, domesticated it's, monkey got loose in IKEA.
4: Yeah, like a teeny little rhesus monkey. Uh-huh. So it's like about six inches tall or something like that. And here, the crazy part is, it's wearing a double-breasted, <laughs> Sherling jacket. No, I just got like a. Like a giant, a nicer jacket. jacket than I have.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I got this image of him running through the the showroom and like taking apart sofas. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know, and yeah, actually, that's 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 so funny. That's the joke that I think Frank Conniff uh, put, made a joke about that on. Uh, I think it was Frank. Con- no, it was either Frank Coniff or for Stephen Colbert. Now that, that the that the uh, monkey put the, a certain chest. it was Stephen Colbert that the monkey put this uh, chest of drawers together. Oh, really? And no, there was there were no dowlings left.
4: <laughs> no no dowlings exactly. left. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, I do great. think though, by the time you've gotten through IKEA your brain is melted. And so to at that point see a small monkey in a jacket, right. I feel like for that person, like for all the people that saw him in that Ikea, that must have been a really tough day. Or the person day. who
3: dressed him. Wow! This? Yeah. This? Who that even knows what a Sherling jacket? jacket is? Was it Sherling? Is that what it must be? Yeah,
4: yeah. You what is a Sherling? Because it's got, the, because it's it's got like it's like, like a... like got the fur sticking out of the <laughs> seams,
1: you know, of the of, it looks like suede with with white. Oh,
4: oh yeah. is that what that's yeah. called? Yeah. Like you like a fighter pilot or whatever? Fur around its collar. It's kind of like that, but like in a light color. But it's fake fur. Right, yeah, monkeys don't <laughs> wear real fur. fur. That's true. It's <laughs> why right. they, they,
1: yeah, they threw paint on the monkey. Yeah. <laughs> the monkey immediately threw its shit and back on the Sherling.
0: <laughs> oh, that's interesting. I wonder if anybody's ever performed in a zoo. I'll have to do some uh, in a zoo. Yeah, I have to do uh, some research. Find a comics who performed in a zoo because the Holy City Zoo does not count. There, right? Yeah, Holy City Zoo does not okay. count. Where's that? Per- San Francisco. Per- yes, Holy City it was, Zoo yeah. was it in was. Yeah. San Francisco. Yeah. I
3: performed in a children's ward in a hospital once oh how was that, oh, that uh, cool. the club owner said look we're going to do a show extra for publicity and i said oh great where she said at the hospital i said where in the, in the auditorium i went okay and then on the day we're driving to the hospital she says oh it's, it's we're not doing it in the auditorium i said where She said, we're going to do it right in the ward and I said, you're kidding. And I get there, and it's a children's ward with kids in oxygen and IV mm-hmm. bottles and, you know, and in the middle. And I, I didn't know what to do. You know, hey, where, what do you do? Yeah. <laughs> <gasps> you know, oh, my God. Yeah, it was horrible. And I mean,
1: ch- healthy children would be a Yeah, tough healthy audience. children's a tough
3: crowd. Well, I, I, I went to Emerson College, mm-hmm. and I, my minor was children's theater. Oh. So I pulled out all that stuff from I've rem- learned there. <laughs>
4: a lot of like Peter and the Wolf. Yeah, a smoke. lot of
3: little Jeez. improvs of yeah. stuff. Of, but in the middle of uh, all of this, one kid had had some kind of an attack and the bells went off. And the, the nurses came running and the doctor. Clear. boom. Oh, wow. You're yeah, right in the middle of the set. <laughs> it was awful. Wow. It wow. Was, talk about a night. Sounds
4: nightmare. like you almost
0: killed.
3: I did, kill. That you was know, that, the
0: right time actually...
3: to say that. It <laughs> was a good time to say um, that. Yes.
0: Are
1: you? Are you
3: getting oh, another text, shoot. Kathy? Are I'm we? My husband. Are we interrupting your life? No, I'm sorry. I'm leaving you. I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jeez.
0: So where did you get started? Uh, while Kathy deals with her phone, I
3: I, I got started in uh, the comedy store in uh, here 19- in Los Angeles in '71. Oh, what year did that open? '71. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> the 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 flagship store the, the sunset
3: the, right it was it was just the what they call now the original room uh-huh. and next door was Art LeBose. and then okay. Mitzi bought the whole building mm-hmm. and expanded the original room and then uh, uh, and right. then created the main room for co- comedians mm-hmm. and then later opened the belly room upstairs for the for female comedians. And could
1: you believe she, rele- she relegated the female comics? Well, you have
3: to understand that it was a different time and there were no comedians, at female comedians at all. There was Robin Tyler uh-huh. uh, and and Lotus Weinstock, maybe. And may, maybe Lotus came later. So actually right. what Mitzi was doing was, was giving helping. the women a space of their own. And by doing that, opened the door f- because... After they got established, then the women said, hey, why can't we come downstairs? And Mitzi said, okay. Right. And, and then everybody went downstairs. So it basically was a training ground for female comics who right. then joined oh, the mainstream. Cool. Yeah. Has she always talked like that? Oh Yes. From always? She's yeah, yeah. from
1: Chicago, right? Yeah. Yeah.
3: She's 192 now, I
0: think.
1: Is she still alive.
0: She's so
3: sick. She's so sick. And yeah, she was...
0: I was... When I started out in 99, wow, I, was, young. I was running, doing the door at the comedy store and running around with her, mm-hmm. uh, like driving her around. And she was sick then. Yeah, yeah. So She's surprised so
3: she's still around. I know. But she's, she gave a lot of people a break. Yeah. yeah. She'll she'll always I mean, be, she oh, I'm not great to me when I moved here. Yeah. She,
1: so she was I great to me there. too. I started there. I started at the comedy store when oh, yeah? I
3: moved here in 85. Yeah. Where'd
0: you move from? New York. Yeah. Yep. You didn't do stand up in New York? I did. Oh, Okay.
1: I did, but then my my then boyfriend, who had been doing stand up longer than I had been, and he really wanted to move out here, and I said, okay. I ca- so I came out to visit. He came out for pilot season in mm-hmm. '85. Who was that? And I- Steve Middleman. Oh, And oh, I came yeah. out to you be with him. Were
3: Middleman's boyfriend, girlfriend? Yeah, I for three and a half
1: years. And um, we lived shock. together for a year and a half in New York. I'm in shock. So um, I thought i actually surprised that you don't know that. I don't but, know.
3: Um, we're just, excuse it. <laughs>
1: so anyway, so we. So I came out to visit him, and then I uh, auditioned at the comedy store. Mm-hmm. And Mitzi passed me and said, "Oh, you're great. You can be a regular." And so, well, for the month I was here, I was working like constantly, mm-hmm. and we decided we were going to move out over the summer, and um, so we came back, and uh, I looked for a place for us, and we were fighting a lot, and, you know, th- our relationship just wasn't going well, and we broke up, and then we flew back to New York, and I said, I, let's, like, keep trying, and he said, no, that's it, and so I said, okay, so I moved back to my apartment in New York, and I told him that I wanted to keep the apartment in L.A. because I had found it. And then my father said, thought I wasn't going to be moving back to L.A. just because I broke up with my boyfriend, which really pissed me off. I said, no, I'm moving back. So I moved back. <laughs> and uh, and Mitzi was great to me. Oh, good. She really, really got – I mean, in fact, I was just thinking about this the other day, that, that I would call in for messages because at the time nobody had cell phones. And I would call in for messages. And um, George at the time was working – uh, for Mitzi in the office. And he said, yeah, Mitzi wants to give you a, uh, two weeks in Vegas and a week in La Jolla. And it was like, oh, thank God. Nice. Thank God. Yeah. And it was fun. I oh, had good. so much fun. My God, did I have fun.
0: I got banned from the comedy store. Whatever. What'd you do? <laughs> I pissed off the booker. Right, and rightfully so, I shouldn't. I, she overheard me talking shit about her. And uh, so rightfully so. they love, oh, wow. You know, I, I, I don't hold anything against you her. You know, I oh.
4: haven't even been there yet. Really? I haven't, like... Yeah, because I mean, I obviously look at my hair cut. I started as a, an alternative comic in Chicago. And so that's a little bit of a different scene. than Very the, different. And you can actually, ch- there's so much going on in LA right now that you can, I mean, there are so many comics that you just will never meet. Like, you'll just never see that person. Sure. Right. I know some people that are store regulars. They're people I knew before I moved here. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like since I've moved here, I haven't met anybody where that was what they were usually doing. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, it's just like, because paths aren't crossing. So right. I'm excited to go do it like get over there and, and try it out do you don't and perform there
1: much those, anymore Kathy no I don't I haven't been to the comedy store in years yeah, I've, I kind either. of moved to the uh, I moved to the improv and Igby's yeah. I'm, well, Igby's was my favorite yeah and then the Laugh Factory a little bit, and now I don't work any of those clubs anymore. It's like, it's really not gratifying for me. I just don't like the audiences. I can't do the kind of stuff I want to do. Right. What about the Ice Uh, House,
0: since Jan's working at the Ice House now? I haven't been there in a while.
1: Maybe I should check it out, but the last time I was there, which was several years ago, the crowds were not great for me. Mm -hmm.
3: What's happened is the, uh, the... the mentality of the crowds has changed. Mm -hmm. Whereas in the beginning they were coming because it was an art form and they wanted to hear good comedy. Right. Now they're going to hear filth and to drink. I I had worked a club in Indianapolis that had changed places that changed hands. And before the old owners, it was, she nurtured the comics. Mm -hmm. It was like, all right, the show's going to build and you'll do this spot and he'll do that spot. And, and you will have a great show. This, the new owners, it was all about selling the drinks. Just stand there till we get all the drinks out. And when, you, when you're pushing drinks, what you get is alcoholics who want to drink. Yeah. And they're not there to, to listen to the comedy. Right. And I just, And at one point, I just said to myself, I know how to do this. I don't have to come here to learn how to do this. I know how to do this. I've been doing it for 20 years. Mm-hmm. I'm not coming back. I'm not yeah. doing it. And that's yeah. when I decided to get off the road. Like
1: I would occasionally go back, you know, just to kind of test the waters again. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't where I felt good. I wasn't where it wasn't where I felt like I belonged anymore. And on one hand, it's it was sad because I really missed the days when mm-hmm. it felt great. Mm-hmm. But I was a different person. Right. It was a different industry. And I liked doing other places better, Mm -hmm. you know?
3: Conversely, Kathy and I just did a show, just did a show last May, remember? We went to Palm Springs. Oh, right. And it was was the first time I had been on stage in seven years, and I was a nervous wreck. Oh, I bet, yeah. And we went... We went out and we had the best time. <laughs> Kathy had a good time. Who else was on the show with us?
1: Just you and I and Denny.
3: I guess. Uh, Denny no, was Denny on the show? No, or no some other. No, person. some local, some
0: local guy. Right. With them local but he guys. didn't do much time. No, with a much. little theater in Palm Springs
3: or a no, it casino was a, or? it was, a, it, was, it, was, a, it, was a,
1: it was like a like a, like a retirement
3: community. Uh, yeah, but it oh, was yeah? like <laughs> <laughs> it, no,
1: but they were like young it was yeah, yeah, <laughs> to us because we're getting <laughs> old.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was like a 500 seat auditorium. Nice. It, was, it was big. It was yeah. huge, and the audiences were. It wasn't great. like
1: they were sitting on like deck chairs well, or something.
4: You know, I think that maybe something to consider that I think is really true. So like the comedy store starting in 71, if you, if you guys were doing it then, or if you're doing it in 85, you know, that's still in that, like it hasn't made its name as this national, it's almost, it's, once you achieve that status of being like the place, you're no longer punk rock or interesting or like the audiences of course are not coming out because they're looking to see like great comedy. They're looking out because it's like they have t-shirts. You know what I mean? It's like, right. Oh
1: yeah, right. I want to get my comedy but, you store know, t-shirt. But well, so I think you know, a lot of that so is the responsibility of the people who run and who book the place. But I just, she's, but I just she's think absolutely like,
3: right. It's that when the comedy store opened up in Las Vegas, the, the, um, the marquee I once was because I was working across the street at the mm-hmm. MGM grant and I looked at the marquee. I didn't know any of the names of the comics who were working. The comedy store was the star. Mm-hmm. And right. It was like doing a road company, a fiddler on the roof. You could put, you know, my cousin Harvey in there yeah. and people would come and see it. Yeah. And, and that's what happened. So what you're saying is right. The club became the star.
4: And I, I also think that it, there's kind of a a bit of natural migration there where it, I mean I agree with you it is the part of the club owner but I can't imagine competing against if you're like, people will come regardless. Like, I can't imagine that because then, right now, there are still some great rooms in LA that I'm sure kind of feel like what you guys are describing. That like, oh, the audiences are really into it and they're coming to see mm-hmm. live comic, live comedy. But one of those rooms right now is in the back of like a comic book store. Right. Oh, I love that You know, I've heard that. I love that. Place. About, so, that. Love that place. I mean, so it's it's that it's like that feeling of that cool new thing is always gonna. Swap around. I, right. don't, I don't know how you could maintain that. It'd be really hard. But wow. I also
0: think that, um, and let's, and I'm using the improv as an example here, where I think the club is the draw, but outside of Melrose, they bring in good comedians. Mm-hmm. So you got, you know, cause there are, yeah. and we've talked about this a bunch on the show. There's people who go out and see comedy. They don't do any right. research. They don't go on the mm-hmm. internet. They don't right. check out Steve's act before they go. They just mm-hmm. oh, who's on there? Steve Bluestein, I guess, is mm. on there. <laughs> uh, okay, let's go see him. They don't look him up. Right. But, but, but the improv is a draw because, you know, and that and for the improv's sake, it's you're gonna you're gonna get quality comedy. You're yeah. Gonna, and you're gonna get into the club is a draw. Having said that. You know, it's the reason why Doug Benson, very funny guy, has been on the show a bunch. He does Tuesday and Wednesdays at a club, and he knows his audience is coming. Yeah, that's you know? so great. He's, his audience that's is great. coming. If he does Thursday through Sunday, uh huh, you're gonna get a bunch of married, right. old married couples yeah. in there going, why is he talking even, about marijuana? You know, and that, I think that's pretty cool. Even the,
4: the improv on Melrose, though, I think is doing a pretty exceptional job of trying to spot new talent that people will be excited about, and mm-hmm. then also booking, like, great comics. So I think that they are like you're you're using the improv as an example. That's a great example of a club that's trying really hard to do it right. Year, and like how long have you been winter. out here? Four months. Four months, yeah. Talk
0: to me. I've been working the...
4: <laughs> okay, no, I would love to... Tell me all about no, your they're, experience. They're
0: starting to switch their... Uh, they used to be the other way. It used to be just seat filler, especially when the economy died. I don't... Right. It, you know, it was just any kind of... You know, once uh, but that now, top
1: section was closed off, you know,
4: constantly. Yeah. That was
1: really a sign.
4: So I didn't even know... Is that like historically what people think about that space? Because I, I would say that A lot of the people that I'm excited to see Mm -hmm. when they're in LA or even before I was out here, you know, I would would come do like scouting trips to see if I could like, like, can you hang? Can you do it here? And I would always look and see who was there. And it was always people that not always, but like, you know, Mm -hmm. if there's seven days and they do it, they give each person like a night there were a lot of people that I was excited to see that were coming through there.
0: Yeah, for a long time it was just the weekends. Okay. And then the other thing was an outside produce show. Yeah, but yeah, they switched because and the manager told me this the other uh, not too long ago. They switched because the manager had family come into town and they went into the show and it was a god awful show. Well, that's
4: really interesting.
0: And so they Im- immediately had a a sit down with all the managers and the bookers and said, why are the people who don't need to be on stage on stage and the people Mm -hmm. who are need to be on stage are at the bar. And so they've done a complete turnaround. It's still one of my favorite clubs. Don't get me wrong. The space that I
1: prefer to work is the one right next door to it. The lab. lab, Yeah. I really like that. Do you know, they just closed it down.
4: They did. They're rehabbing it to be like a, it's going to be a cabaret space. space? Oh,
3: (laughs) (laughs) the dry cleaning. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
4: No, because you know what they're oh, doing? That they're bums me they're out. putting in a bar, which is a good idea. Yeah, because you I couldn't think it'll drink be closed in the lab. for a year, which is a bummer because it's a cool space. Yeah, and they were trying to do like some more experimental stuff in there. Right, mm-hmm.
0: but they are going to be continue to do that experimental yeah. stuff. They're just going to expand it. It's just going to yeah. be down for and a while. And the bar while. is going to
4: be great because then it'll keep people in that room. I think. Yeah. Before it was like a dry
0: and room, then you'll be able which to have,
4: made it tough.
3: You'll be able to have blender noise. Yeah,
1: exactly. that's <laughs> always. Which
3: is always great. But you know,
1: one of my big beefs about our industry, Mm -hmm. and has been for a long time, it's like, it's just called comedy. And that's all you know. And there are so many different types of acts that work in comedy. And in music, it's always identified. You always know what you're going to see. Mm -hmm. You're going to see jazz, Mm -hmm. hip-hop, classical, uh, uh, pop, you know, whatever. But comedy is under this huge umbrella. And just because you like one person... You know, one, one person's style doesn't mean you're going to like another person's style. And I think that the marketing of it has been really lacking in, in, a, in a great way. Be, but because... to be
0: devil's advocate, and excuse me, Steve, how can, you, well. how can you pinpoint every different style? I mean, I think we have four different styles at this table. How you can't really subgenre.
4: Well, maybe something that's happening is that people are now branding themselves and allowing their audience to find them. I do think that's a huge issue. Kathy, what you're talking about and I think the internet, Twitter, Facebook and then putting out your own special and having it be available online, those types of things are I think we're in like the beginning of a new age mm-hmm. where almost each comic is going to have to like generate their own following. I mean, if you want to write that it's true. you know right. that won't necessarily be true, but if you want to tour, right. now the model is like you don't have to do clubs. You can do a theater. You can do you know, whatever you can do, a coffee, you can do whatever you want. Right. And you find your people, and then you communicate with them. Mm-hmm. It's almost like this crazy. I mean, it, the industry is almost being
0: yeah. Well, that's Subverted or cut out a little bit. Steve, you started before clubs were really. Happening right, Just right
3: before air. Yeah, we did. I was
4: so old.
0: <laughs>
3: there was no setups, only punchlines. <laughs> That's great. We had a cave. <laughs> where were you? Because you, you told me this
0: before the show. Where yeah. like where were you performing before? Well,
3: the 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 very first at the store. It was at the comedy store. Okay, and then the very first club outside of L.A. was in La Jolla. And uh, now this is an interesting story, and Rich Scheidner and I are f- uh, fighting about this. But Rich has been on the show. We love Rich. I am, I am right. Okay. okay. <laughs> Since you're on today, we're on your I side. am right on this. <laughs> the, the first club is outside of L.A. It was in La Jolla, and Mitzi wasn't sure that the club would make it. So what she did to, to back he, he, hedge her bet was she bought a condo so the comics could stay in. That way, she told me, if the club folded, she could sell the condo and make money. For that reason, every place you stay on on the road is called the Comedy Condo. Mm.
1: After that? After that?
3: Be, that, at, what do you mean? After that? No, before that.
1: <laughs> no, I'm saying like just. But if another club buys a condo. But the I mean,
3: reason that another club bought a condo was, was because, because oh, you mean because Mitzi, Mitzi
1: made the template.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. mit, that's exactly right. Mit, mit, Mitzi made the template. Huh. That's interesting. I don't think I ever heard that. And where oh. does where does where does Scheidner stay on this? He says it was started back east, but I say to him uh-huh. that it started back east because the guys back east picked it up from the guys coming from the west to the east.
1: Well, I actually have a great
3: comedy condo. I don't care.
1: I have a great comedy condo. By the way, she still has story. that condo.
3: I don't think it's changed. Really? Is it really? still the same and condo? And the sheets haven't been changed Oh, no, it's either. disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice. Um, it overlooks the ocean. I
1: used to love working um, La at La Jolla. It was great. Yeah. But, I mean, the comedy condo was not a great place to stay. I mean, it was it was bearable, but it wasn't it a great
3: It is if
1: place you to want to get herpes. But, but, <laughs> but the if you deal, already okay, have it. The deal with the condo was that if you um, were down there, and one of her sons wanted to come down and stay um, at the condo, you the, both acts had to double up in the other bedroom. Oh my god! So Steve Moore and I were working down, and I love Steve. We uh, were working in La Jolla that week, and Steve played the piano uh, and um, and was very funny, and. That weekend, or that w- the prior week, um, Griffin O'Neill was in the news because it was Francis Ford Coppola's son, son
3: had, been had been
1: had died on a boat, right? And Griffin O'Neill was a suspect.
3: He was driving.
1: But, yeah, but he he was a suspect, but he had not been arrested. But the, but there was there was t- talk of him. In the news so we found steve and i found out that i forget if it was peter or, or scott scott was was coming down to the condo so we knew we were gonna have to double up well he he arrives there with griffin o'neill really <laughs> yes and he's got these incredible piercing blue eyes and so steve and i were like huddled together in the second bedroom going we're living with oh it was so terrifying it was like it was surreal
3: it was really surreal i was in a condo in uh in little rock arkansas and uh it was one of those weeks where the middle act opened by saying, you know, I usually headline. Yeah. And and then you know that your whole week is going to be hell because right. they don't. He said
1: it on stage or No, to he you? said
3: it to me in the oh, condo. Okay. You know, I'm doing you a favor. I usually headline. I said, oh. well, thank you. And, <laughs> and could you please take your hands from around my neck? Oh. So uh, his big closing of his act was he would take a can of beer and hold it uh uh, arm's length away and pour it into his mouth that was the big closer oh. so uh he hated me he absolutely hated me because I he, hate him
2: because he wanted to
3: clo- he wanted to close and one day I was standing at the sink at the kitchen in the condo, and you know how you just know that this it's like you have a sense that there's someone behind you yeah and I of quickly course. turned around and he was standing there with a knife oh, <laughs> but- oh my god. I didn't know if he was going to kill me, but he had a knife in his hand. And I went, this, I got to get off the road. Oh, God.
4: <laughs> oh, that's so scary. That's
3: crazy. Yeah. Always um,
4: in Arkansas, right? I mean, all, occasionally, but always.
3: Yeah. Uh. yeah. The, the crowds were great. And mm-hmm. one night, there were like seven people in the, in the audience. And I had been doing this now for, you know, for 20 years. And yeah. I know how to do it. You know, I know how to work big crowds. I know how to live crowds. So he went up, you know, the crickets, and I went up, and they were laughing, and that's when he hated me. That the next day, this happened. Of course, it was, yeah. The next day, he tried to kill the you. The next day, yeah. he tried to kill me. <laughs> oh, By God. the way, both your road stories have to do with death. I have yeah. another one. Yeah. Oh, let's hear yeah. it. Some dark, some dark stuff. Yeah. 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 I was in Tucson, uh-huh. and. Uh, I was working with another, you know, I usually headline guy. Yeah, yeah, sure. And uh, I had, I was writing a script, and I brought my laptop with me, and every morning I'd get up and I'd write, because I like to write at 6 o'clock in the morning. And I'd write, and I was very productive. He was an alcoholic, and I didn't drink, and, you know, we had nothing in common. So uh, the last day we were together, uh, he said to me, can I use your computer? And I said, Sure. Uh, I want to play some games. They said, sure, great. So he uses my computer and he closes it and I go to the next city. I open my computer. The script is gone. He had erased the script out of my computer. Oh, what? Yeah, yeah. It was like, and I and I went to the club manager because the club manager owned both, you know, the club guy owned uh-huh. both. And I said, do you know what that was? He said, no, he wouldn't do that. Oh, and I went, yeah, God. he did. But I thank, you know, I back everything up. Sure, sure. Up, so I had the disc. Do you think it was on purpose? Or I was absolutely just- think it was on really? purpose. Really? Why? Yeah. Because. Well, he usually headlines. Yeah, because he usually <laughs> headlines. And he was <laughs> no, resentful. That
1: was not the one who said he usually No, headlines. there was
3: another one. Oh. He was resentful that wow. I was being productive every day. I wouldn't drink with him. I wouldn't hang out with him. I was very much to me. You know how I am. I'm very much to myself. And I... I, I what was know, it a script for? A film. Man. Was it a film? A sitcom? It was it a sitcom? Hmm. Sitcom.
4: Did he make that sitcom? I would love <laughs> yes. to see no, him no. optioning that a year later. <laughs> no. It's a story about being from Los Angeles and starting at the comedy store.
3: He can barely make unemployment, that one.
0: Uh, one thing I noticed when I was at the improv last week in Chicago, and I had a dropper. Oh, yeah. Name How dropper. did that go? That was... Dropper. <laughs> I usually headline. Uh, <laughs>
4: it was we were great. talking about that before you. Yeah, went. yeah,
0: yeah, It was great. It's such a blast. It's a I don't know five hundred seat theater. Yeah. Or, oh, nice. Where uh, is it? It's in Chicago. Oh, beautiful, <laughs> Schaumburg. beautiful
4: Schaumburg. It's Schaumburg. The out, it's though. the outskirts of Chicago. It's okay. inside of an IKEA. I There's worked, a uh,
3: monkey. There. <laughs> I worked. Uh, you had to take the the Skokie Swift. To go out there, it was a circle in the square. No, it was a big in the round theater. I don't. Uh huh. It's not this one. No. All right. But was it an improv? Because I didn't they have no, one. No, it was a inter- professional theater. Oh, oh mm-hmm.
0: it's having a play
3: reading of my script. Because mm.
0: <laughs> didn't they have an improv uh, and they relocated or something or redid it or?
4: You know, I don't know where it was before the Shamborghini. Oh, okay. I don't know where it was before that. Yes, but I don't remember where.
0: But uh, when I was out there, I, I talked to uh, the opener. Uh, there's there's a shit ton of places to perform in Chicago. Yeah, oh, who sure. Was your,
4: do you remember your opener's name? I just bet I probably she was know out that of uh, oh
0: prison Minneapolis. Oh, <laughs> then, she then drove down. Now. She drove yeah. down from Minneapolis.
4: You know what's happening right now in Chicago is pretty nuts, actually, because for a really long time it was just Zanies. Like mm-hmm. Zanies is a you know, original store era club that's just been there forever. And it's like just a, it's just one of those clear shot, you know, like about 12 feet wide and all the seats are on top of each other and they go straight back, real low ceiling. And he can um, suck it.
0: He won't book me. Go on. Oh, really? That's why I work the improv. He won't book me. I can probably put it. That's still hard. I don't know.
4: Can you believe that shit still happens? (laughs) No. Sorry. Go on. No, but my point is just like, it's this real old school club has just been there forever. And then the improv opened up like a, like years ago, mm-hmm. but then now Second City opened its own mm-hmm. comedy club. Second City is across the street from Zanies. Like oh, if real? you've ever if you've ever been there, Zanies has been there for like twenty five or thirty years. Second City is directly across the street. They opened a. A club. Is it directly theater, across the street? Or is, is it, great.
0: or is it a Second City Comedy Club?
4: It's a stand up club really? inside of the Second City, you know, where they do all of their uh-huh. sketch and improv yeah. stuff. Sears just same. opened a
0: comedy club. Yeah. <laughs>
4: it's just, it's great because it's like, I love the hilarity of that competing. Uh, just like and and the nearest place you could possibly rent, if it right, was right. directly right. next door or somebody inside had, of the club, somebody
0: had something against somebody. Yeah. that's like a Greek, like fucking behind the back. That, oh, you kicked me out of my restaurant. I'm fucking opening a restaurant across <laughs> right, the street, exactly. and I'm hiring your cook. It's very <laughs> right. funny stuff. It's what you say at Sears. I did a <clears throat> an interview for Serial Optimist uh, online magazine. If you haven't read it yet, I put it up on the Facebook page. It's a it's a really good online magazine. It Does a lot of uh, pop culture stuff, mm-hmm. and they cover a lot of comedy and the festivals. And in it, I mentioned that uh, there somebody tried to do stand-up in a Starbucks, tried to, to uh, start a show in a Starbucks. What? And I was like, that's where I draw the line. You know, this is when I was starting out, too, and I would do stand-up in a fucking children's ward. You know, I would... Yeah. And I'm like, that's where I draw the line. Any
3: you weird... Because the audience is all amped up.
2: Yeah, come on! Let's <laughs> <laughs>
3: Any weird places you guys have... Well, do you want to hear... My absolute, I you know, I made notes. Oh, please. Well, yes. And my absolute worst road story, but it's a long one. Do you want to hear it? Uh, yeah. We'll interject right. if it's... so. I was working. I'll relax. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Cameron. <laughs> chill. Have some more coffee. I was working Enjoying a myself. club in New Mexico. If it's entertaining, by the way. It, no, it, I was okay. working a club in New Mexico, and uh, the cl- and the club owner had two clubs. And he's I was working his first club and then I was there was like a four day layover or three and I was working the the next club. Mm -hmm. And he called me up and he said, look, we're going to do an AIDS benefit for uh, and it's for free. Would you do it? And I went, well, of course, I'll be in town. I'll be happy to do it. And he spoke to the middle act. He spoke to told him it's a benefit. So we get to the club and we find out that the club owner is charging covers and drinks And making money on the thing, and we are not being paid. And the money's not going
1: to the charity. No, it's going to
3: him. him. So I don't say anything because I said I would do it, and I do the show. The middle act, however, was I live it really and quit. He said, "This is bullshit," and quit. So the guy had to fly in another act. So the, the club owner comes to me and he says, okay, look, we're going to fly in uh, a new act and his girlfriend and they're going to have to stay with you in your room. And I said, no, they're not staying with me in my room. He said, yeah, they have to. Don't tell me what I do at my club. I said, no, they're not staying with me in my room. I'm telling you right now. So that started the fight. Now it was Thanksgiving Eve and the room was packed, 500 mm-hmm. people. And he said, look, If you don't work this, if you don't let them stay in your room, I'm going to fire you. And I looked over at the room and I said, and I'm the headliner. And I said, okay, fire me. Mm -hmm. He says, fine, you're fired. And I said, great. And I walked out of the club. He said, where are you going? I said, (laughs) you fired me. He said, I said, do the show and have them stay at your house in your room. (laughs) So he, and I left, I got back to the condo and uh the condo <laughs> so uh <laughs> i get back to the to the to the dump and the phone rings and it's the bartender and he says uh steve um he wants you out i said out of what he said out of the apartment i said it's nine o'clock at night he says where am i supposed to go he said i'll be right over so he calls me over and he says you got to get out so I, thanks i couldn't get a flight out it was too mm-hmm. late. So, Thanksgiving, so I call my friend Lynn Turner, Lynn Mitchell in L.A., and I said, "Um, I'm in Albuquerque, and I got no place to go. She said, go to my ex-mother-in-law's house. She's in (laughs) Albuquerque. So she says, it's it's John's mother. So she was married twice. Her first husband was Jim. He died. Her second husband was John. So in my head, I think I'm going to Jim's mother's house. (laughs) So... I go over there to uh, so that they I don't know these people they're right. like 80 years old I go over to the house and they're they're talking and and the mother says you know and I spoke to John this morning and everything and I said oh my god she doesn't know he's dead <laughs> <laughs> And the father comes in, he says, oh, you're a friend of John's. And I went, yes, I am. <laughs> Meanwhile, Lynn calls, right? Lynn calls and says, and, I, and before she can say anything, I said, don't say a word. I know I'm not going to blow the cover. And she says, what are you talking? Shh, they're coming in. So, so, all right. So she doesn't know. So the next day is Thanksgiving, right? And John's sister comes in and we're have, sitting around the table having dinner, and 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 and. Uh,
4: you stayed there for Thanksgiving. Yes, yeah, because that's amazing yeah. as well.
3: <laughs> I love that you stayed for Thanksgiving. And so his sister looks at me and she says, "Oh, by the way, John says hello." And I went, "Yeah." And then at that moment, I realized that it was Jim who died and not John. And I started laughing hysterically at the table. And the mother says, the 80-year-old mother says, what's wrong? And I said, I explained the whole story. And she says, oh, thank God, we thought you had lost your mind. (laughs) I'm so glad you didn't try and break
4: it to the easy. Right, exactly. your son has been killed yeah, he was killed did. and he died and I'm sorry to be Isn't the one that to a, tell that's you that's a true story but the real real turn of the
1: story right here is that Steve had lost his mind <laughs> and it's still lost it's still
3: it's in a closet someplace that's
0: right <laughs> So tell me, uh, Kathy. Tell me a little bit about uh, before you left for Los Angeles. Kind of the New York scene with you and um, Steve Middleman.
1: Well, I wasn't with Steve the whole Steve, time. I haven't seen
0: Steve in a while. Is he still around? Yeah, yeah. he's
1: still around. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, well,
0: it was Jim who died, not Steve. That's
1: right. <laughs> um, well, I started in '81, mm-hmm. and it was great. I mean, it was just it was such a fertile, uh, such fertile soil then. You know. Yeah. Uh, I took this like this stand-up class. And really? Would, they had them way back then? Yeah, we put
3: this way one back. guy. Well, I didn't mean that in that way. I mean, this guy
1: named Dick Lord, who was a comic from the Catskills, was mm-hmm. teaching this class. and uh, Which is
3: why Kathy always puts her hands on her <laughs> ribs when she tells them <laughs> to. <don't. laughs> um,
1: so, yeah, why do they do that? I don't know, Kev. <laughs> it's so funny. But uh, so he taught this class in a, in a kind of a dingy space, a studio instrument rental space. Yeah. On the west side, actually, kind of around the corner from the, where the Ed Sullivan Theater was, mm-hmm. and which is currently the, the Letterman Theater. Theater. And um, the the thing was that you would you would you know write material and work on stuff and uh, put it up on stage in class. And when he thought you had like five minutes, he he would say, "Okay, go to let's go to this place called Good Times. This club is real, real beginner club." And so he said t- he said this to me in June of eighty one, and I. I went to good times good times had like a Sunday and a Monday they did um comedy the uh you know the the uh, open mics mm-hmm. and um they no, had they had comedy every night but uh just the open mics was Sunday and Monday so you go there and you put, you take a number from a bucket and then then you go back later in the evening for the show and um the first night i went on was sunday night it went pretty well i was i was really pleased the second night it didn't go so well always i know and but that was like when i started and i never looked back mm-hmm. you know that was cuz i had i had been on stage once before in philadelphia once before in an isolated uh Way and and uh, and I actually, what was funny was that Joe Bolster was emceeing, Uh and Rich Hall was one of the guys going on stage that night.
3: Do you ever work topless?
1: (sighs) What do you
0: think? He only says it because Rich Hall used to work topless (laughs) all all the time.
1: (laughs) So and then so when I went back when I went back to New York and I and I really started in earnest in Mm eighty one. I contacted Joe Bolster, and he helped me look through some material, and 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 it was such an exciting time. I went to, I mean, there were so many clubs to do in New York. There was the Duplex in the Village, and um, uh, I can't even remember the names of most of the places. I mean, Catch and the Comic Strip and uh, the Improv were the three majors at the time, Mm -hmm. and it just right, and it just so happened that. I, st- I, I ran into Bill Maher once at the improv. I, I can't even remember under what auspices it was, but he had said to me that um, if I ever need some help to give him a, give him a call, and I figured, you know, I'm going to call him. I said, I really would like to audition at Catch Rising Star, and he said, sure, I'll, I'll help you. And he got me in in December of 81. and Then he
0: threw a phone at you. What? (laughs) He threw a phone at you. I don't get it. He's kind of a jerk. Go on.
1: Oh, who was it? Bill. Oh, he threw a phone at me?
0: yeah it, it was, was a joke. joke it was a Kathy. joke
1: Abby. sorry oh I know I thought maybe he Here, threw a let phone me write at somebody it down <laughs> <laughs> no I thought it was a referencing a specific thing that he did yeah
0: threw a phone at somebody oh he did yeah, okay yeah.
1: so anyway so then, then I started working comic strip a little bit later and I never worked the improv mm-hmm. it just didn't work out but I really liked kind of having the comic mm-hmm. strip and catch like around the corner from each other and then when the comedy cellar opened started working there and then there just were like dozens of places how long has the cellar
0: been around do you know <sighs>
1: It started sometime in the early 80s. Oh really? Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. That's such a tight like I got a bunch of friends who work there it's such a tight knit group of comics now, you know. Yeah. She only has 50 maybe comics
3: on the rotation? Oh really? Yeah, and it's it is a it's, small room.
1: It's a I mean, small room really and, small and it's room.
3: packed you, 7
0: nights a week. You know yeah. the
3: thing the interesting thing that is that it's the the people who are making the money on this is the club owners. It's always the club the oh, comics yeah. The comics come and go, the club is always there. Mm -hmm. It's like if you look at like these talent shows today, how many hundreds of singers have gone through those shows, and 90% of them you don't know, but you the judges are making 20 million Mm dollars to be on the show. It's 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 all bullshit. It's all well. About it's for it.
4: the it's for the chance that you might hit your payday, right? Oh. Like it's right. that it's that but long apprenticeship. The talent, apprenticeship.
1: You know, the talent d- doesn't get paid for you know a long time. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know? It, it, it's you know, and you you can hear Joan Rivers talking about it, and and anybody who's who's still alive from those days talking about. It. I mean, like the people who work the Catskills, how shitty the comics were treated. You know, yeah. Just yeah. Always the worst accommodations and stuff.
0: Well, back when you started with the store open, they weren't paying at all. They they? weren't paying at all.
3: No, that's oh, that's they weren't paying at all, and that's why uh, we struck. Yeah, there's a huge comment. Ooh, I've never had anybody who I talk
0: talk to us about that. I'd love to let our listeners
3: know what happened. I was the publicity person for the strike. Really? Yeah, I was the one to type to type the UPS and the APA Mm -hmm. and not APA the AP AP. Ap. A- AP and it was ups. And the- <laughs> ups. The ups. You mean up. No up. I, I haven't peed in months. Oh ups. You know, okay,
1: now I Okay. Yeah. Right. So
3: uh, and I, I I did all that and we we had meetings and Dreesen mm-hmm. was there. You know Dreesen, It was actually Dreesen who started the whole thing. Tom Dreesen. Tom Driesen. and uh, Elaine Boozler and and David Letterman and myself and you know everybody and we just we struck and then it made a it made a a big uh, break Mm -hmm. in the comic community because some people were, you know, sided with Mitzi and some people. But I've just felt at that point you know, because I had been there from day one. Yeah. And I saw Mitzi's house get refurbished and the new kitchen and the the new circular driveway and the new mm-hmm. windows. I saw that and I knew where that was coming from. And I thought it was that, you know, that it was, you know, I was still living in my one-bedroom apartment mm-hmm. and it was time for the people to get paid. Right. And and I don't regret doing it. Um, but it was, a, it was a, I mean, I visualize uh, in my head... Walking out on with picket lines out mm-hmm. in front of uh, of the comedy store, and uh, I was working with Roberta, walking with Roberta Kent, who was writing for Barry Manilow at the time, and Barry pulled up with his partner mm-hmm. at the time, and business partner, business partner, yes, yeah. wink, wink, nod, okay. nod, <laughs> and um, uh, someone said to uh, Roberta, "Who was that with Barry?" And I said, "Mandy." <laughs> <laughs> uh cameron barry manilow was i
4: you know what i've seen him in concert <laughs> oh you have? Uh, yeah yeah because i'm a huge fan are you really yeah i love being <laughs> are you a manilow a fanilow i'm not a fanilow but i have been to see him at time and it was a glorious it was a glorious concert
0: was really did, did you get pulled up on stage i does, didn't doesn't I didn't, he bring one he woman does bring on stage? like a
4: gala on st- i feel like if Let's say, that would have been, what a great, because also it was a Christmas concert. Uh-huh. So let's not let that escape us, as how amazing <laughs> that is. It was a Christmas concert that Barry Manilow was doing, singing about, like, he has a couple like secular songs, but then he does sing a lot about Jesus. Oh, really? Which is really funny, because people for just want to, yeah, yeah, for a Jew, like, people just want to hear well, it in Streisand his voice. Well,
3: did that so yeah. that's his Christmas song. But I got to say that no one puts on a better show than Barry Manilow. Really? Oh,
4: he, he sang for 70 minutes. I opened minutes. for him.
3: Oh I yeah, opened. yeah. I open for him. The shows are incredible. They're they're really crafted in a way. They have a beginning, middle, and an end. Mm-hmm. Uh, the songs are great. The audience goes, you know, and he puts on a great show. Where'd you open for him at? Uh, at the Riviera in Las Vegas. Oh sure. I like I like opening for bands. A lot when? of people like don't how like long that. Long ago? Like 1847. Oh, wow. 1847. No, I'm just curious because Lincoln <laughs> had been shot in the room right no, before. Seriously
4: though, so he, I saw him, this was last year, and he did a 70 minute concert. He didn't yeah. even take a drink of water. Like, it was insane. I can't imagine. Blue Stein did he has 40 up front. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure he does. Oh, that's pretty great.
0: I missed what you said because there's some, you got to talk on the mic.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. I said uh, he has hydration that's surgically oh, okay. implanted into All him. Right. I'm sorry, I was relaxing. <laughs> no, that's right. So, you, have, you know, I should, you have I, should, a, I, should, I
2: should hold this. You, you have a I cell can phone. Just relax. You have yeah, i have going to with it. I'm going to hold no,
3: <laughs> it. Oh, he has my
0: notes on it. Oh, it does? Yes, oh,
4: look. But people I
3: took notes. To. Oh, you're lying. Take
4: any notes. I'm pretty good on the spot.
3: I brought notes. <laughs> I know. What's...
1: Uh, hold <laughs> Listen to Steve. You're lying. <laughs> I brought notes. I brought
3: <laughs> Give me the fourth story off the top. Uh, one, It's Little Rock. We've already talked oh, about Oh, is that Little Rock? Go five. And then Tucson was after oh, that. Oh, shit. Go three. And then Indian Indiana. Oh, I I, I opened the Indianapolis Comedy Connection. Mm-hmm. I was one of the first acts that uh, worked there. And they put us up in a hotel. And uh, we there was an explosion in the in The hotel, Jeez. and we had they had we had we had to go out a ladder. Jesus, are you serious? I swear to god, it was like the first. And uh, Chick and Patty Perrin, who own the club, who are still friends to this day, chicken Patty? Chick, Chick and Patty, Chick and Patty. Oh, I was that's like, a, that's Patty. a confusing now, everybody name. says chicken, but yeah, yeah, but yeah fuck, they, I'd go see her. They are like family, <laughs> I, I, I love them. Uh, they they put us up at their house and it was it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's the fourth one. Let's see. <laughs> Phoenix. Oh, uh, I was working in Phoenix, right? <laughs> I was working in Phoenix, and the club owner said, uh, "We'll uh, we're going to send a limo for you to go to the airport." And I said, "Thanks." So it had been. It, it was in August. Have you ever worked? phoenix and it was 116 all week there was no air conditioning in the in the apartment it was a sweat box and i hated the whole week and so the limo driver comes and i have my suitcase and i he said you're ready to go i said yeah and he stands there and i said no no i'll get it so i got the suitcase i carry my suitcase down to the to the club to the car and we put it in and we get to the airport, and he says, that'll be sixteen ninety five. And I went, no, no, the club owner's paying for it. He said, no, they're not. And I said, yeah, they are. because This I know because they, they told me. No, they're not. So he said, yes, they are. I said, look, I'm not paying for it, and I leave. I go to the counter, and I'm checking in, and a policeman comes and pulls me out of line. And he says... You got to pay this guy. I said, I do not have to pay this guy because the club is paying for it and I'm not have to pay the guy. And he says, yeah, yes, you do. So he's about to arrest me when I said, wait a minute. I say to the driver, call your office. He calls the office. Has
1: he has to go to a pay phone?
3: Well, yeah, it was before cell phones. Mm-hmm. All we had was like two cans and a string. Oh, right. it must have been and,
4: hard to get out of charges.
3: Yeah. And so he calls his office and he comes back and he said, yeah, the club paid for it. And the cop, instead of saying, gee, I'm sorry, said, "Now get on that plane and get out of here.
4: <laughs> oh, my God. It <laughs> Why? wasn't it a slow day for the cops. Oh, it was. Why it, did you you, was would he drive and He was
3: just a prick. You know, it was oh. just a. It was Phoenix. They they throw Mexicans out of the this, this state. You know what I mean? It's a horrible. I hate it. It's filled with Republicans. I hate Phoenix. I hope you have a lot of listeners there. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, it was horrible. So Steve Buscemi making friends everywhere. He everywhere you go. And as I'm leaving, you know, as I'm talking to the to because the, the 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 guy gave me the phone. So I said, you know what, this man has put me through. And he said, yeah, I'm very sorry. He said, uh, make sure you tip him. And I said. Yeah, I'll tip him.
1: (laughs) You didn't tip him?
3: I did not tip him.
1: Oh. Even the chick said to tip him?
3: Yeah. What, you going to make me feel guilty 15 years later? No, it's okay. Listen, let's
0: get chicken patty on the phone. (laughs) (laughs) We'll straighten this shit out right now. What notes did you take, Kathy? Well,
1: um... That's a lie. (laughs) I am reminded of... I like when every people day. take
0: notes. I have, I've said it before. Some, some. No offense, Cameron. I know. You, I have it, notes
1: in my head. I know. I know. I'm ready. I no, know. I just, you know, I actually have not. Ha- I don't have that many horrible road stories. Mm-hmm. So I really, when I something Pollyanna. came into my head, no, it's just, it's
0: just. What, they just carried you on take, their shoulders after every you know, show. Uh, no, no. You
1: know, I mean, you know, they're, they're not the kind of stories that would be interested. It would be like, I hated that club. You know, <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's my story. The audience sucked. <laughs> she stole my
1: story. Somebody vomited. Okay, so anyway, um, so we this was like '93. I'm mm. pretty sure it was 1993. And Tom, who's my hu- what?
3: There's something in your hair.
1: Oh, thank you. Tom, I think it's lice. Who's my husband, but was not my husband at the time, and. Was doing stand-up then But no longer does stand-up now Tom who? Tom Frickman. Frickman Frickman, okay And he and I were working at Catch Rising Star In uh, Vegas mm-hmm. Which was located at Bally's And I don't even, you know I don't even know if it's still Bally's anymore No, it's Bally's is long now. gone
0: Bally's is long gone It was
1: next There's this hotel that was next door to Paris Is it gone now?
0: Yeah, Bally's is gone
1: Is there anything in its place?
3: Let me see. I don't remember. It's, a, the top it's on of my the head. corner,
1: like across from the Bellagio. I think
3: nothing is there now. Yeah, a, I, I don't it's, know. I, boy, I something out. I
1: mean, I, when I started working in Vegas, it was very different. You didn't have those over. You didn't have those things that cross the street over mm. the uh, oh, over. Yeah, the, they're, they're, they're called
3: bridges. Yeah,
1: the overpasses.
0: Invent yeah. verges till
1: next. <laughs> <laughs> there was no tech. There was no tech. T- there was Coney no. In- there was no infrastructure. British. But um, I mean, I almost got hit by a cab actually cr- trying to cross the street on one on, on that very corner there. Yeah. But anyway, him? so I did tip him. I said, "Come back, let me give you three dollars." And um, for the effort. So anyway, so Tom and I are working at, the- and I don't believe it was my first time at that catching. It was a- not a great room physically because it been it had been it used to be. I think it used to be the MGM. And um, it was the old movie theater that they had made, like where they showed old MGM classics. And there were these really very comfortable, fuck you, Steve, banquettes.
3: (laughs) Oh, promises, um,
0: (laughs) promises. Please. Um, Wait, banquettes? Yeah, what's a bank hat? It's, well, it's a very like, small like a bank. bench.
1: It's like a bench, <laughs> um, okay. and they were, but they were padded. I mean, it was completely wrong for comedy. Oh wait, you know, this is in the club. Yes, this is this is the way. This so was it's like bench real, right. there
4: are people real relaxed. Yeah, very back relaxed, down. lying back. <laughs> yeah, you know, perfect. it's like it's
1: not a not a good setup for comedy. But anyway, so um, there, there was a woman who was working the club, and she asked to speak to us before the week, and and just kind of let us know the lay of the land, and. Um, she said um, she went through some some kind of rules and structure there. That and she said and uh, and no n word. And Tom and I said, what what do what are you saying? N n word? I don't I don't know what that is. She said nigger, and we were like, what? <laughs> I mean, we were like, my <laughs> first of all, the, the term yeah. n word right. was really not even used very much yeah, then. Yeah. And the fact that she had to... See, then I thought, like, okay, we're on our way down. We're on our, <laughs> we're on our way down. we got to get off this ship. Um, the fact that you have to bring that up before a show, to me, said spoke of the kind of cl- right. comics yeah, yeah. that they were booking right. and the kind of audiences they were expecting. Absolutely. And to me, it was, the, it was the beginning of the end. It yeah. really was. It's, my, it was wow. terrible.
3: My very first road... Kip Adana got me my very first road gig. Oh, the late Kip. The late Kip and he he's Why not dead late Kip did he show here late he's not dead who am I thinking of I don't know but uh, he he's Kip very much alive oh yeah okay. he's
0: alive he's oh I'm sorry I was thinking Vic Dunlop sorry, yeah. sorry. oh yeah
3: they're so close so um Hey, give me, gives, Blue stain. Stein. <laughs> so he gets he gets me my first job. I it's called it was called Earthquake Magoons. That's I remember. Oh my it, god. In Phoenix, Arizona. The Magoons. stage the stage was like five feet up off the ground, right? Mm-hmm. And the perfect and, and the audience was below you. So I get to the stage and good evening, welcome. And the club owner comes down, so he's like Neck—he's le- like chest level at the stage, and good evening, and he's, Psst. and good evening, ladies and gentlemen, Psst. good evening, i would what? And he, he, he—you he, know—he goes like this, and I, uh, you know, he motions to me to come down to him, so I go down, and he says, "Don't say fuck."
2: Oh my god! <laughs> so I, I hope, I
3: hope said, you mic'd him. I, I hope said, said, you just so don't know. I said, <laughs> I said. And I got up to the day. and says, "That was the club owner. He doesn't want me to say fuck."
4: (laughs) Oh my god! Amazing! (laughs)
2: Holy
0: crap! So, Cameron Esposito. Am I saying that right? Yes, sir. You're nailing it. All right. Um, You mentioned it's Stein. (laughs) Esposito. You mentioned uh, uh, alternative comedy. Yeah. Uh, A great article. Chris Rock uh, mentioned something about alternative comics this week, and he 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 said it very very right. He said. First of all, he said comedians aren't as good as they used to be right? because they find they only perform for a small section of people.
4: You know, can I just say up top, can yeah. I talk well, about that and then get to the next thing that he said? Yeah, yeah. Or maybe, well, what do you, what, do you, what was your, where were you going to finish that with? Because I no, to say, I think you can't not. That was my reaction to that, to his, to you his can't saying not that. not what? Like, in, you know, when he's coming up, there was a more, I think just because of the way everything has been democratized and you can Mm -hmm. find your people, like there isn't one integrated scene anymore. Even if you wanted to be the kind of comic that plays for everybody and you can work in every room, and I do work clubs, and I also work like theater spaces and I also work rock shows, but My point is like you can't. There's not one place you can go where all of the comics are and all the audiences. So I thought that was really interesting that he was like, yeah, comics don't have to be as good anymore. You can't even that structure doesn't even exist. Like you can't come up in the clubs. You know, there's not like a first you host, Mm -hmm. then you feature, then you headline. Like that's Mm -hmm. just Just broken. That hierarchy is just yeah. I mean, you could you can be really good at Twitter. You can be good really good at 140 characters. You can get you know a million followers and there's your career.
0: Yeah. So it's just anyway. By the way, you don't have to be a good comedian.
4: No, if you have to be a great short writer.
0: That's what you have to be. A great joke writer. Yeah. Yeah, and, people, I mean that, and people are finding that too. I, I
3: was working on a yeah.
4: show
0: where somebody got hired off Twitter. Yeah. Really? Got canned.
4: So I mean, it's a very interesting time because it's exactly
3: that person i'm sure well, it's, it's the equivalent of comics who only have five good minutes and yeah, then I, they they do the tonight show what? and then they get booked in a club and they can't yeah. do anything else right because they have no right. they have no more material but as oh what, wait, you, what was the other i was gonna, say, I was gonna say, say we'll
0: get to the, we'll get to that other story a second i was gonna say but as you'll find out in los angeles the alternative scene which i started in i have one foot in one foot out of it when i started out and it's it's so limp we can hear you guys. There are microphones. Sorry. Do you gotta get out of here? There are microphones. I
1: have to go to my daughter's latka party. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was gonna be an hour and I'm it so is. sorry. We were right, so,
0: somebody was late. We we're I'm not, sorry. not gonna point out here. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. The no. new kid. Well this is great. Well, Cameron, we'll continue this discussion
3: some other time.
4: Yeah, we will. That sounds good. I, let's get you to your latke party what,
3: yeah, what is a latke for all us well, goys? Well, basically goi? Goi, you, are, you are such a goy
4: um,
1: It's a potato pancake That sounds it's great It's delicious They're come? really good
3: And they're not sure. fattening Oh, they're
0: not fattening? Oh, no
1: Well, I squeeze the oil out of it like, I'm sure like you do <laughs>
0: And for a lovely uh, latke recipe, uh, go to kathyladman.com.
1: Oh, you know what? I should. Po- I actually should post my mother's recipe, which is you know one of those Jewish kind of passed down along uh-huh. the ages recipes. I remember when I used to my used to ask my grandmother how she made something. She said, "Well, you take a you use a glass of flour and a, a glass of water." And I said, what, "Well, what kind? What do you mean a glass? What kind of glass?" And she held up this gla- glass, and what it was was. A yurt site a glass. glass, which is a memorial, a, it's candle. A memorial okay. candle that you burn on a, on a certain day of the year. And then they would burn it down and then there would be no more wax left and they would uh, wash it out and use it for baking. Yes, yeah, standard
4: measuring sizes, <laughs> right. not metric. Right, you're just you're just all you need is the
1: proportion. It doesn't matter what it is, if it's a one or two, it just needs to be in proportion.
3: <laughs> you know my mother's recipe for latkes?
1: Go out. Yeah.
3: Hello, I'd like to order right. some latkes. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: uh, before we wrap it up, uh, yes. where can we catch everybody? Kathy, what are you doing these days? Well,
1: I'm on my way to Minnesota, actually. Oh, nice. To work uh, on the uh, 30th and the 31st of this month. Uh, oh, New Year's Eve show! Yeah, I haven't worked New Year's Eve in a long time. I'm it's, off New Year's Eve. It's going to be I'm interesting, <laughs> but um, it's actually I'm glad it's going to be early shows, and I'm not going to be on stage anywhere near midnight, uh-huh. which is hmm. good. Um, Four so, o'clock in the afternoon. Actually, on <laughs> it's actually on the twenty seventh. On, on the uh, and it's that's in right. June. <laughs> <laughs> On uh, the thirtieth, I'll be in Plum City, Wisconsin, which is a little bit so, sort of uh, it's a little bit. Uh, over the border Mm -hmm. and it's supposedly a very nice room there it's on my website and then on the 31st I'll be at the Cinema Grill which
0: is a a lot of fun as well I've worked there before great great and it's kathyladman.com
1: CathyLabman.com.
0: Yes. Awesome, thanks, Kathy. How soon on. is this
1: going to be uh, uh, This playing? will be up
0: on Monday morning, cool, or great. Sunday evening. Send me a link. Okay, I will send everybody a link. A link. And Kathy, love to have you back on a non-Jewish holiday. So I
1: would. Lo- I'm it. so sorry that it worked out like this, but I really <laughs> now I'm rushing. Wait, we'll it's get a Jewish holiday.
0: From,
1: I'll get the stink eye from both my husband and my daughter, and my <laughs> thought, husband's not even Jewish.
0: I thought you said
3: both can... my husbands. I was like, both of my husbands. I'm yes. her other husband. All right, Steve. What's going on with you? Your books. Your book's moving. Good. That's good. My book. It's so hard to type with a gun in my mouth awesome great title um and, and great book you read it right? yes it's a great book and very funny and uh I, my i'm be going to new york to uh be doing another reading of my play rest in pieces awesome where uh it's been optioned for broadway so I'm, oh great yeah so i'm pushing that still excellent and uh i'm on facebook awesome. i don't work anymore okay i know That's all right. I'm retired. You're going to be a a, a hermit writer. Yeah. Sounds like
4: a busy, retired life.
3: (laughs) It is. I've never been so busy in my life as the year I decided to retire. (laughs) Awesome. Thanks for coming, Steve. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Cameron. Yes. What's going on with you?
4: Well, I will have a weekly show at the UCB Theater here in Los Angeles, great. starting oh, in the second week of January. I'm really excited about it. It's the former Comedy Bang Bang spot, which sure. is like a
3: that's a dirty word. Great long bang bang bang. bang. No, that's but but that's bang that's bang but bang Somewhere, bing oh, bing yeah. bing, bing, bing. somewhere right. my kid is laughing. But
4: yeah, it's really exciting. <laughs> 8 p.m. on Tuesday nights. So come check that. Oh, out. Oh, that is the old bang it's bang fun. spot. Yeah, it's called Put Your Hands Together. So uh-huh. look for that and and, you're wh- who, and it, who's and what's the show?
3: They pray. Um, it's is me? It, is, hosting it, is it stand-up? And it's stand-up? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's cool. still their
4: stand-up night, which has been really great. Yeah, yeah. UCB oh, great. decided to to keep it as a stand-up spot that's after awesome. Bang Bang decided to leave. So that's really great. awesome that they're still trying to use stand-up. They have a lot of people vying for their spots. So that's good. It's good, good for us. Is yeah. it
0: carmenesposito.com? Cameron
4: Esposito. Cameron. Only I say at the very end. It I know. happens to me every day, once a day. But yeah. yeah Cameron Esposito.com. Right. That's exactly great. right.
0: Thanks, buddy. Oh, uh, thanks for coming. I appreciate it. Um all right. Hey guys, thanks a lot for uh listening. Um like us on the Facebook page as always and uh feel free to uh throw a review on itunes the i'll wait till steve puts his thing in his okay uh, write a review on itunes um, so and uh maybe you'll win a t-shirt like the last guy did so um yeah keep uh, keep in touch with me on facebook uh, uh uh like the facebook page i'll be at the ice house uh july 21st and 22nd uh of this uh of this month and uh, July
1: 21st did Didn't I say it July? J- January?
0: December December. Oh, December what's going on with me right I don't now? know are you alright? I, no. I don't know are you I think I just had a stroke eyes. Okay. do you Am smell I, anything does weird? does anybody else taste hair? No. Okay. So <laughs> 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 and um, New York Comedy Festival uh, still working out the dates for that but uh, uh, tickets where uh, is that? Uh,
3: in New York oh thank
0: you and uh, it's actually in January not July so uh, I'll give you more Ooh, information Thanks a lot, guys, for coming. Thank you so much. Happy Thank holidays. Thank you. It was great
3: fun. And uh, uh, happy new year. Happy Thank holidays. <laughs> Buy my book.